I want to get this out of the way as quickly as possible here. PJ, we are going to speak as many words on the Atlanta Falcons game today as points the Atlanta Falcons yeah. put up last night. So you ready to go? There you go. Here we go. Three, two, okay. one. Big weekend of college football coming up. <laughs> a ton of games uh, that are going to have a huge impact on the college football playoff. PJ, I know one you're watching particularly hard. You're a big fan of both these schools. Michigan State, Ohio State. Oh, okay. I was about to say, am I Am I really? Top 10 matchup. <laughs> now, PJ, you're the you're our Big Ten expert here. Good is for this, them. Uh, is this one of those fraudulent top 10 matchups that we've seen from the Big Ten multiple times this year? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think... So Mich- this is not Penn State-Iowa? No, well... Which was a top four I th- matchup, I think, I think if going, memory serves. I think going into that game... Iowa was, which is interesting because we all know how it went. Iowa was more fraudulent than Penn State, and due to due to injuries were, and were they due to injuries and everything that happened during that game? You go back and watch it. Um, you know, big big things happened for Penn State in a, in a very negative way, and Iowa. Iowa's eight and two right now. Penn okay. State's six and four. So which one was more fraudulent? Do we, do we re- really want to break this hole down? Like, like you really want to go there? I mean, yeah. Several. You said you said Iowa's more fraudulent than Penn State. Iowa's eight and two. Penn State's six and four. Iowa's very healthy. Still can't score the football, and and still is pretty good on defense. But like, th- they also take advantage of playing in a terrible side of of the Big Ten, a terrible uh, division. In college football, they take advantage of that, and they've remained relatively healthy all year, and they've been able to go out and win the games they're supposed to. Penn State has dealt with several injuries at at very notable big positions, which affected them in, in a in a terrible way over the course of not only that game but obviously the following game against Illinois. Now, the big losses to. Uh, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, you'll have that. But I, I would certainly say, even with them being two, I, I would eight and two. I, I, I was a fraud. Even wow, with Michigan, well, the F word. Even even the e- F word. Even with Michigan, with with like, I would say Michigan State is not a fraud, and Michigan is. Like, I, Michigan's all right. But they, they played down like a one possession flip a coin game at Michigan State. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I don't know. I don't know. But I think this matchup is is between yes, two of the best, two two of the top ten teams in the country. Okay, uh, well, no, sure. no, wait, 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 Two of the top ten teams in the country by ranking, or is this actually two of the top ten teams in the country? You you asked me that. Yeah, you asked me is is it a fraud? Is it a fraudulent top ten matchup? If I didn't think Michigan State was one of the better teams in the country, one of the top ten teams in the country. I would have said this is a fraudulent top ten matchup. So no, based on my rankings. Quit yelling at me. I'm just asking you a question. I mean, you're you're just trying to. I'm you're just asking you're, you're, you you're a asking for this. this I know Good that night. this is what you're asking for. This is what you're trying to do. You you came at me with the. I didn't Penn come at State you with record and, I was just and Iowa record and all that good stuff. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you, and you're just over here losing it. Mm. Hmm. Anyway. No, yeah, I think this is a uh I think this is a solid matchup. It's going to be it's going to be pretty entertaining. 
Um, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to our picks later. Furred up. You 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 ask me questions to to poke. Well, you know listen, what you, you know what you were doing. If you're, I you're just look, poking the know, bear, we're gonna trying know to get a tonight. reaction. We're gonna know tonight because what PJ or not tonight tomorrow because what PJ <laughs> yeah. is saying is if everything's equal and uh, old most confident quarterback in college football stays healthy in the Penn State Iowa game, maybe there's a different storyline right now. But you know who I was playing this weekend? Well, I I mean if you, you watch, who, it, you they were up seventeen to three in the first quarter. I was playing this weekend. Uh, no. The fighting Brett Bielema. I don't care. Uh, yeah, they're going to win that game. Well, if they win that game, then that means they beat a team that beat Penn State at home. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. You're right. Transitive property. Not, not, the, same, not the same situation by any means. When we played Illinois, when Penn State played Illinois, Mm-hmm. There was a quarterback that that literally couldn't do anything on the field. Like, actually, there were two because Illinois didn't have to throw the football. Anyway, I'm just saying there was a quarterback who couldn't do anything because he was hurt. But you know that the coach, the CEO coach, not in the you know real football, like uh, uh, couldn't make the decision to go to the backup. Okay, so who was who was 100 percent healthy? So anyway, all right. So let's just so do this back that, on track. Let's do this back on track. You have four defensive linemen out. And it's Brett true. Bielema took advantage of that. That's fair. You also couldn't you don't convert, have that same situation. Also couldn't convert either. a two point conversion to save your lives, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's true. That, that 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 I'm not. I was gonna say that's neither here nor there. It is here and there, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, we're gonna. I want to talk about some coaches in the next segment. Then obviously we'll give you our picks coming up here in a little bit. But PJ, there's a lot of surprise teams this week that are fighting for bowl eligibility. Now, when oh, I yeah. say fighting, I mean that as a double-edged sword, right? Where you have some teams that are like, they're like, oh, God, we're fighting for bowl eligibility. This is bad. Yeah. We have to win one of our next two games to get there. Or you have teams that are like, holy cow, we're fighting for bowl eligibility. <laughs> I didn't think, what? I didn't right. think that was even a possibility. I had my calendar like booked out after that 12th game. I didn't think we were going to have to do anything. <laughs> so I want, I want to dive through some of these. I want to ask you which ones are... I guess you can kind of rank it like if we if you just start at zero and you can go into like the negatives, which like to like describe how bad it's been, or you can go into the positive to describe how good it's been. Uh, we could talk about some of these. The first one I want to talk about because you have two teams that are five and five, so it's the ultimate bowl matchup: Virginia Tech at Miami. Now Virginia Tech, they are what they are. They fire their head coach, but Miami coming into the season, yeah, they were number fourteen in the country, I do believe. How surprised are you that as we sit here? With two games to go for them, that they are fighting for bowl eligibility. Um, you know, I I, I am pretty surprised, uh, not not insanely, because at the end of the day, that this is kind of what we do with Miami. Like we we place expectations on them, and most of the time they kind of make it to midseason before they start to disappoint us. Hey, sometimes they make it like to ten and zero in November, and they're yeah, number one. Very, very true. Very true. Uh, but but this year it started very early. So, I, I mean, I am surprised that they, they didn't kind of follow that same script of starting the year pretty strong and, and kind of fizzling out. Um, and also, you got to look at the injury with De'Ara King and whatnot and having to deal with they that. Were, they were bad even when they were still They were. Yeah. They were. No, that's very true. I, I mean, they lost to Michigan State and didn't just lose. They got pummeled yeah. by Well, Michigan we didn't know what State, Michigan really. State was then, but now we do. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But – so yeah, I definitely certainly more surprised at Miami and very surprised that Miami's in this situation. And at the point still where it's like to me, this is a fifty fifty toss up kind of yeah. matchup. Like 
I I in no way and and very confident that Miami's going to go out there and get it done. Well, if they don't get it done against Virginia Tech, they have Duke coming up. So we can pretty much assume Miami's going to be in a bowl game. But is it one of those situations where they get blanked by Louisiana Tech in a bowl game? That is <laughs> yeah. that is the question. Another team that I find amazingly surprising here, and they're not fighting for bowl eligibility. They're fighting to stay alive for bowl eligibility. They have to go 2-0 and the last two weeks. LSU. Man. 4-6. and six. We got Monroe this weekend, and then Texas A&M next weekend. How surprised are you that 10 games into the season we're talking about LSU fighting for their bowl lives? Pretty, and this is, I don't know if we were going to get to this, but you talk about the things we were wrong about um, preseason. And I yeah, Cam's not here right now, so we can't do that. Under, understandable. Well, here's a, top of my list, LSU. Because I I believe in about this, you know, July, something like that, we were talking about Texas A&M, LSU, someone else in the West, <clears throat> excuse me, Who's the biggest threat to Alabama Listen, out there? Listen, brother, I had Auburn as my number two team right? in the uh, SEC West. So. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, Bo Nix will do that to you. Like he, He'll be like, oh, my gosh, this is like the next number one yeah. quarterback in the NFL. And then all of a sudden, you know, can't complete a forward pass. So, yeah, I, I understand that. But, no, I, was, I, I remember talking about Texas A&M or LSU and debating that back and forth and really strongly believing in LSU – in Max Johnson as a quarterback. Mm, how in, that work out for you? Right? In, now we in got a Nussmeyer back there slinging it around. Them not only being able to you know run the football well, but also kind of have that 50-50 balanced offense of, of passing it, and, and it just hasn't worked out. Their defense hasn't been as strong as they have been in the past either, and maybe that's partly the offense's fault for, for struggling so much too. Oh, uh, it's okay. They're like the Falcons. They're bad on both sides. Yeah, right. But it's been insanely surprising and, and even, you know, so surprising enough, I think that's one of the biggest, if if not biggest surprises to me, and like, definitely one of the biggest, the biggest things. I one was, of the biggest I negative surprises. With. Yeah, one of the biggest negative surprises. Let's, let's let's get positive here. There's a team that I think is going to go two and zero over the next two games and finish seven and five, and that's Tennessee. Yeah. How surprised are you that we're sitting here talking about five and five Tennessee, and the remainder of their schedule is home against South Alabama, and then they have Vanderbilt. Not to follow so, I mean, the Josh Heupel will be more likely than not is going to be seven and five. Yeah, uh, and and not to, to like follow the same script as as I said before, but insanely, insanely surprised. You know, I I thought maybe they would come in and they talk about all the people they lost to the transfer portal and everything like that. I know obviously you get a couple quarterbacks from the transfer portal as well, and it can kind of work with that. But even then, I was like, maybe they'll. With with the new offense with Hypo, I know he's kind of this offensive uh, genius and and whatnot. But how does that translate in your first year in the SEC, especially you know in the East? Pretty strong defenses over there with Georgia and Florida and whatnot. So which obviously they didn't play you know great in those games, but still. Well, no, you went seven and five with the schedule that, as you mentioned, included Alabama, yeah, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that's insanely impressive. So not. Very impressed, very surprised by their success. Did I think they were going to come in and, and put up some points some games? Yeah, sure. Uh, but I, th- I was thinking maybe more along three, four wins at the end of the season, and you build from there. Yeah. But, yeah, potentially 7-5, and five and, and to me, something uh, probably 7-5 and five at the end of the year. I find this next Crazy. one utterly fascinating. You don't have to give me your predictions yet. We'll do that here in a little bit. But gotcha. uh, there's a team right now that needs one win to reach bowl eligibility. And I think 
what you have here is a nightmare slash reality scenario. You have a excellent, awesome, everyone's happy scenario, and then you have like a cloud nine build as coach a statue scenario. South Carolina. Yeah. They are five and five right now with just a skeleton of a roster. Right. And they're they're playing they're on their third or fourth quarterback now and Jason Brown. They did have old Zebulia Nolan starting for them for a little while. He's still on the team. Yeah. Uh and they're five and five right now. They beat <laughs> Florida this year and they have a game this weekend against Auburn. And then they have a home game the weekend after that at Williams Bryce against Clemson. So that's what I'm saying is you kind of have the nightmare slash reality, which is we went five and five. This has been an unbelievable start, but now you started to taste it a little bit where you're like, maybe we can have a postseason here. And you have Auburn coming to town, and then you have Clemson. Yeah. Now, you have the awesome scenario, which is where you win one of those games. I think every South Carolina fan in the world would prefer if you had to give them a choice to beat the second of the two Tigers. They'd rather beat Clemson. Yeah. Right? The dream cloud nine scenario is you win both of those football games. And they're both at home. So you want to talk about a, a way to cap off just an unbelievable season for Shane Beamer. You have two more games at Williams-Brice. You have Auburn coming to town. A team who is very beatable. Mm-hmm. Very beatable. Because they're down their starting quarterback. And listen, TJ Finley looked bad when he came in for Auburn. Yeah. And you're going to have a fired-up Williams-Brice, which I think is one of the more underrated home atmospheres in college football. True. When they get that the 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 day rude, the sandstorm going on. Yeah. Yeah. It gets lit in there. Yeah. They have like the fire entrance. Like literally yeah. I'm not describing that as like a fire entrance. Like no, literally there's flames. Yeah, there's flames. Yeah. You got the, the Gamecock howling in the back or just just going up. Do Gamecocks what would you call howl? It? What would you call it? Do Gamecocks What would you call do it? Birds howl. What would you call it? Like the really loud screeching cacawing that they have going cacawing, on. I would I would I would say that's good. See, I don't I didn't crowing, wanna... I guess what roosters crow. Yeah, but that but still doesn't crow. sound as, as great as it does in I'm the just game am- I'm just imagining you know? a rooster crow or a howling now like a wolf. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> glad I have Well, it. does it kinda of not sound like that? Not a, even a, a little, little bit. A little bit? No. They're similar. If by similar you mean animals making a loud noise. Yeah. In a similar fashion. Not the same sound, and that's where the, the difference is. <laughs> but the same fashion I'm just, of I'm here for your same style. I'm here for your wolf chicken hybrid. <laughs> it's horrifying. And I would I would absolutely attend a school if their mascot was the wolf chickens. That sounds, What's scarier, a wolf chicken or a chicken wolf? Kinda awesome though. South Carolina. Wolf what would you chickens? rather? What would you rather fight? A wolf-sized chicken or a chicken-sized wolf? Wolf-sized chicken. A wolf-sized chicken would absolutely you massacre imagine, you. Can you that imagine the beak on that you. thing? Can you imagine the talons? That would oh, massacre you. Oh goodness gracious! No, yeah, I guess a chicken-sized wolf then, because yeah. yeah, it's like a puppy at that point. Right. Exactly. And it's you just can... adorable, but also you're you're having to fight a puppy. Yeah. And you have that, how dare like, you? Yeah, right. But it's still like, it's the size of a puppy, but it's not a puppy. It's an experienced wolf. Yeah, right? It's like a mad chihuahua. But then again, they still got the, I don't know, man. Or like a mad Yorkie poo, I guess, if you wanted you to be a little bit bigger. You can't be too cocky 
to bring it back Stop to South it. Carolina. <laughs> you can't be too Boo confident. Man. In that situation, you get overconfident. You're still dealing with a wolf. And all of a sudden, he howls, and there's seven of them. <laughs> he, You're just surrounded sudden, by little tiny howls, wolves everywhere. And for some reason, he still has the sound of a chicken. No, anyway. <laughs> and they're chopping you down. Like those, what, what are those vehicles in Star Wars that they chop down? I don't know. Either way, we've gone off on a tangent here. Yeah, that you, being said. You ever get that point South throughout Carolina. your day where you're talking about something and you're like, how did we get oh, here? Oh, I know how we get here. You said, uh, you said a rooster howls. <laughs> That's how we got here. Anyway, Auburn <laughs> at South Carolina this weekend. I think dream scenario is you win this weekend and so you already have it locked up and then you can just throw the kitchen sink at Clemson. I think yeah. the reality is probably going to lose that game to Auburn and then it's just go time. Take it on Clemson. We, all of a sudden, Clemson's seven and three. Yeah. And probably, if I had to guess, going to be eight and three going into that game. They have wait for us. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to spoil my picks there. But Clemson is a four and a half point favorite at home over the Demon Deacons. Disrespectful. I'm, I'm just saying. We'll get there. We'll get there though. And speaking of which, just catching everybody up. Right now, Clemson has to win that game this weekend because they are two games behind Wake Forest in the standings. Uh, but Wake Forest finishing up the season, PJ, with Clemson, and then Boston College, who's really good. So, I mean, could Wake Forest just come tumbling down back to earth? Maybe. I, I don't know. Boston College is all right. I know they got their quarterback, though. Philip Jerkovic? Yeah. So, yeah, like, man. that's. Sling that rock around. They're solid with him. So, got him back right at the right time. For Clemson, can you imagine after all the everything that's Clemson's happened back this year, in the ACC championship <laughs> you've game? You've got to be That'll kidding be me, right? It's just like how 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 else how can we get away from this? You know who that helps out? Georgia, you know, old strength of schedule argument. Yeah, we beat the ACC champs, baby. They don't need it. We beat the ACC champs, you baby. You don't need a strength of schedule argument. If you lose to Alabama in the SEC championship, you do. Well, in that case, no. I mean, you guys are on a, that it's note. It's been an all right schedule. On that note. Oh, you just call the schedule all right. Little, it's been all right. Little dagger there as we go to break. We'll be right back after this. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Got some high school football coming up for you a little bit later on this evening. If you are listening in Savannah, we have Benedictine hosting Luella in round two of the GHSA playoffs. I mean, PJ, you got Calvary Day still in it. Oh, yeah. Brunswick's got a big one tonight against Tequila. Yes, sir. That is that might be one of the best ones in the state. Yeah, tonight. that's that's going to be quite the game, no doubt about that. I think Aquila's what eight and two. Yeah, coming to town and one of their losses, and the only reason they're not a one seed is to Buford. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's. You think, you think the undefeated Pirates can pull it out? I mean, you talk about the the build of of the Brunswick High team and just kind of the 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 program they have right now. That's well, a I, large build. They got some. Big dudes on that team. They got the Florida State committee, <laughs> yeah. Kenyatta Charlton. Absolutely. I mean, That's what I'm saying. I mean, you got big guys up front on both sides of the ball. It's it's how you want a football team to look, especially hashtag down here, right? So you got the big guys up front oh, yeah. on both sides of the ball, strong defensively, mm-hmm. good on the back end there on defense. And a what's funny is like a air raid kind of spread system that has three or four insanely good running backs that kind of dominate how they play, right? They, they love running the football there, and when they need to pass it, they can. So I, I, I think it's a, it's a really well-rounded how about the, team. So. How about the year Sean Pender's having? His team's undefeated. 
won a region championship, obviously. True. Won a first round playoff game. Now they're hosting Tequila at home. Mm -hmm. And they would be at home again, I believe, next week if they were to win because of the GHSA coin flip. Yeah. Also, his former quarterback yeah. is is quarterbacking the number one team in the country, playing behind his former right tackle, who is the right tackle for the number one team in the country. Yeah. That's that's a pretty okay resume. Pretty solid year, yeah, for, for that. And uh, now obviously he's most looking forward to uh, this game tonight, but no, I'm I'm sure he's insanely proud of of those guys and everything they're doing. As of of course, especially uh, Stetson there be, being able to take the job and and really make it his own and persevere kind of yeah. through everything that that he's gone through. So no, it's it's been a really solid year, like you said. Them still undefeated. We'll see if they can get past a, a tough test tonight. But hey, this is the part of the playoffs, right? I, I mean that these. Are, Early round games, sometimes just with the matchups you have, they, they get really solid, really good games um, that, that look like almost semifinal matchups. Uh, I mean, I, I know Ware County tonight having Calhoun. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty strong, uh, obviously a pretty strong matchup there in round two as well. So, um, yeah, and uh, really intriguing also is, is always the undefeated teams when you get to this point. You have Brunswick High, Calvary Day, mm -hmm. both undefeated. And changing that, I, I think the big thing is changing that mindset of we won the region championship, we're undefeated, we got through the regular season, we had such an incredible year and regular season, but now it's all zero and zero again. Like, oh yes, yeah, winner go home. I, I, no one on the other side of the field cares that you're undefeated, right? I, I mean, and you, they've possibly tasted defeat this year, and they, they don't want to. They don't want to oh, feel BJ that again, was right? He so, would say that you need a, You need to lose a game, right? Right, right? exactly. So, you, so, so you learn how to, and you learn how to not do what you're not supposed to do. Yeah, keeping track of that. Well, then again, I mean, that's that's how undefeated teams stay undefeated, right? Well, they, uh, they do that while they're winning, but. It is really interesting for me to kind of follow the mindset of those teams and, and see how they do. And I uh, got two of them tonight there with Brunswick High and Calvary Day hosting some uh, huge high school football playoff games. Speaking of hosting a high school playoff game, which I think this might be the most impressive one of all, but MCA. Yeah. How about the old Buccaneers? Uh, they uh, win in round one. Yeah. They played two 6A teams this year. They tied Glenn and, and lost a tight one. I don't know if they say tight, but they lost a hard-fought game to still undefeated Brunswick. And that, was one was up in, half time, and that one's up in Darien. Yeah, yeah. And so you have those two results, and they're a three seed right now in single A public, and they're hosting a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, hosting the playoff game against uh, number four who got the upset. But uh, I've been saying it since since I knew they were going to be a three seed. McIntosh County Academy is one of the strongest three seeds that like I, I don't yeah. I don't want anyone because I mean you think about that region there and with ECI and Metter played both those teams really tough. And, and didn't end up getting the victory, and obviously they, they go up to... So not only do they win that first-round game over the two, they kind of dominated it last week and, and kind of controlled that game. So uh, now you got the 3-4. I mean, McIntosh County Academy might be might be looking for a deep playoff run here from the three-seed, uh, especially up there at the ship. That That is not a place yeah. that people want to go play. So it's going to be fun. And uh, just running through the schedule real quick here, PJ's got a high school game day coming up a little bit later this afternoon following three and out. Uh, again, number two, Decula's at number one, Brunswick. That's in 6A. Ware County hosting Calhoun. Uh, you have Benedictine hosting two-seed Luella at Memorial Stadium there in Savannah. Southeast Bullock got their first playoff win yeah. since 1973. Crazy. Last week. They're on the road at number one, Cedar Grove. If I'm being honest, 
That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, Cedar Grove's always so listen, strong. You got, yeah, you got to be happy yeah. with a win in the playoffs. Uh, For sure. That result might get sideways in a hurry. I think they won their first game like 76 to nothing. They're two. Cedar I Grove's mean, nuts. Yeah. Powerhouse. Uh, number two, Appling is at number one, Cherokee Bluff. Dawson County at defending state champion at Pierce County. And then how about uh, 1C Liberty County? How, I'll say how about 1C Liberty County, yeah. but flip side of that, not a bad performance from Brantley. No. In that game, four seed Brantley took on number one Liberty and lost thirty to twenty eight. I believe was that final score. Yeah. So I mean, heck of a job there by the Herons uh, down at Brantley. If you want a little little snippet too? I know I know we're going through. No, you're good. Thirty to twenty eight had a chance to tie it because they scored a touchdown as time expired. Down thirty to twenty two, they drove ninety eight yards in the last Dang. minute and a half. And and went for two there, obviously trying to tie it and, and didn't get it. But no, Jeff Jeff Cannon is doing a great job there at Brantley County. Three straight playoff appearances for the Herons. And yeah, solid by Liberty County as well. You get you get that taste of victory there in the playoffs and let, let's see how they what they do with it. Now, Kurt Warner and the boys up there getting it done. Uh single A public, as we mentioned, number four Manchester at number three MCA tonight. And then over in single A private, Savannah Country Day is on the road. They're at number one, Holy Innocence. And then Calvary Day trying to stay undefeated, hosting Wesley. And again, PJ's going to have a lot more breakdowns around those games, coaches' interviews coming up on high school game day. And then again, if you're in Savannah, we have Luella at Benedictine coming your way tonight. Pre-game starts at 7 o'clock. Kevin Thomas and myself will be on the call. If you Even if you're not a fan of either one of those teams, if you're just a fan of college football, I mean, you got an Auburn commit. Yeah. Out there slinging the rock around, tune in. We have a bunch of good players tonight on ESPN Radio Savannah. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with you our college football picks next, right here on ESPN Radio. Second down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. PJ. My man. I'm going to be a thousand percent honest with you. Okay. I try to be that anyway, but I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure you have to go perfect the next two weeks in our picks. To just, like, just to get over 500? To have a chance. To have a chance. Well, I I said it all year. (laughs) I'm right where I wanted to be, right? I'm right. I got you right where I want to be. Right on the outside looking in the whole time. (laughs) You just... Just scanning. PJ, from, you're not qualified for a bowl game yet. Just That's scanning from the bottom and just wait, looking at all y'all's mistakes and seeing the trends of what you guys do. Sure. Now, with all that, I'm I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Twenty in a row here. Whoop. <laughs> Let's get after it. <laughs> Take it to the bank. That's all it. right. <laughs> Again, all of our picks against the spread. I have made a surge. Good for you, man. Cody, I believe, is at 63. I'm trying to do the math in my head. And 47. Ben's at 61 and 49. And then I am at 60 and 50. Impressive. Overall. So, I mean, if you if you paid attention to me all year and just bet on what I was saying to bet on, you'd, you'd be in the, making some, some, in the green, making True. some cash. Yeah. I'm just saying. Putting that out there. Uh, so, just three games back of Cody. Because he had a rough week. I think he went 2 and 8. Dang. Last week. So he had, he had a rough week, so, and, I, and I, made, I made a little bit of comeback. So here we are now. And a really cool noon slate 
tomorrow. Obviously, I mean, the biggest game of the day is Charleston Southern, Georgia at noon, right? Of course. Wait for everyone. Are we picking that one? No. God, oh. no. I think Georgia's like a 50-point favorite in that game. Yeah, uh, I would have picked uh, Georgia. Yeah, right? No, so <laughs> we'll start with the biggest game of the day, in my opinion. Number seven, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Ohio State at home in the horseshoe. They are 19-point favorites. Yeah, and, you know, if, if you go back a, a few weeks ago, I kind of tell you how this is going to go, how the last three games are going to go for mm-hmm. Ohio State. They're going to blow out Purdue. They're going to have a tough time with Michigan State, but still going to win. And then they're going to blow out Michigan because they own Michigan. So... They blew out Purdue, and I went against my better judgment and picked Purdue to cover for whatever reason. Um, so give me Michigan State. Um, following that script, 19 points. Not straight up. You're just taking the points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not straight up. 19 points is a little bit too much. I think they're going to give them some trouble. I think this might be one of those games, a lot like you go back and, and watch. Um, you, you watch. I'm slipping on his name right there. The quarterback. C.J. Stroud? Yeah, my bad. You watch Stroud versus versus Penn State, and he struggles a little bit there uh, against that defense, but also he just kind of makes some some odd throws that you're not used to seeing. Maybe we see that shine through a little bit against Michigan State, too, in that tough defense. Uh, but ultimately, Ohio State gets a win, but I, I'm taking Michigan State to cover the 19. I see this as like a 42-28 kind of a game. Yeah, yeah. Where Ohio State wins, and they, they look impressive doing it and win by 14 points. But 19 is a lot for me. I think Michigan State is going to come out fired up. You just extended their head coach, and so like any of the rumors of him leaving for another job just kind of got put to bed. Like ninety plus million dollar extension there yeah. uh, for Mel Tucker. Woo. So uh, I think Michigan State comes out fired up. I think Ohio State's just better, and it's at home. But give me Michigan State. All right, uh, this one the biggest of consequence in the ACC tomorrow. Number ten Wake Forest at Clemson. This is an ACC game. I know it can get really confusing with Wake Forest, <laughs> uh, but they are a four and a half point underdog on the road at Clemson. Yeah, and that they just—they're always the underdog, right? It's just kind of again, just I don't know. Clemson I'm, has to win this and hope Wake Forest loses to Boston College next week if Clemson yeah. wants to make the ACC championship. It's kind of disrespectful to me. That's all I'm saying. Like I know Clemson still has a really solid defense, but I mean it's it's Clemson in 2021. It's not great. I'm going to go with Wake Forest. I, I'm going to go with Wake Forest outright to win the game. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, the, the odds are, are, even if Clemson's favored, it shouldn't be by, by four and a half. Still think that's too much. And don't know if they should be favored. So I, I don't know. Give me Wake Forest either way. I have, I'm going to take Wake Forest in the points, but I think Clemson wins the game. I just think they win it close. Right. Like 31-28, something like that. Right. Gotcha. I think it's a, I think it's a close game. Clemson's offense isn't good. They still have a top ten defense in the country. Yeah. Wake Forest has a really weird, fun offense that'll put up a ton of points. Ask Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think Wake Forest loses this football game, and it sets up a must win for them against Boston College. But I think they keep it close, like just a razor thin margin there for Clemson. And really, the only reason I think that is because it's at Clemson. Uh, Iowa State at number thirteen, Oklahoma. Oklahoma trying to rebound. After just a rough loss, yeah. Talk rough. about talk about tumbling out of the polls. They're a one-loss team. Yeah, they're number thirteen. Yeah, just dropping right now. dropping yeah. like a rock. They're three and a half point favorites at home against Iowa State. Yeah, just so much of this, so uh, including the ranking is just and Iowa what, State coming off getting beat by a sixty-two yard field goal. Right, right. It's just with Oklahoma though is is what team is going to show up? What offense is going to show up? And and you add that run with Caleb Williams, where he's doing so well. Then again, 
they had that slip up against TCU. Baylor's a really strong defensive football yeah. team, so it frustrated them all day. If they go back to Caleb Williams and stick with him, uh, I, I still have Oklahoma in this one and them kind of running away with it and getting back on track offensively. Um, I, I'm nervous about them flip-flopping between Williams and Radler because Radler did come in the ballgame yeah. there last week. But give me Oklahoma either way to cross my fingers they go with Williams and stick with them. All right. Uh, I think Oklahoma wins this one in covers. They're at home. Iowa State's been pretty mediocre this year. And I think Caleb Williams, he's a freshman. He's going to have off games. Yeah. Baylor's a really good team. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Oklahoma wins this football game. Georgia Tech in South Bend to take on number eight, Notre Dame. She's kind of sitting there hanging out as a one-loss team, waiting for their college football playoffs slot to open up. Uh, Notre Dame, a 17-point favorite at home against the Yellow Jackets. Yeah. I, I was really close to taking Notre Dame here. But since I have to come back so much, no, I, I just I'm gonna go with Georgia Tech because I, I don't know. It just seems like if they show up, even in the games they've lost this year, I know they have a, a really bad. It's record. fun. It might not be fun to be a Georgia Tech fan, but those games are fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean they're they're close basically every game. They don't get blown out a ton. And Notre Dame's one of those teams that they're gonna kind of let you hang around a little bit. So yeah. uh, give me Georgia Tech to, to cover. I, I'm with you. I think Georgia Tech covers. They don't win, but I keep it within. 15. Yeah. Uh, number 21, Arkansas at number two, Alabama. Alabama, a 20-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And this one, if Alabama wins it, they clinch the SEC West, taking on Georgia in the SEC title game. If they lose this game, the door still open for a few teams in the SEC West. They'd have to lose again uh, to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. But right now, K.J. Jefferson, Sam Pittman, and Arkansas coming to town. 20-and-a-half-point underdogs. And this is weird because, like, I respect I respect what Arkansas has, 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 Arkansas has done this year. I respect their, their offense and, and Jefferson and what he's able to do. Respect their defense. Then again, I just – I still – I look at this game, I never in my mind think it's going to be close. So I'm going to go with Alabama. I think it's going to be a 28-30 point game um, uh, for, for whatever reason. I might be dead wrong, but I just think Alabama has this one in the bag. No, I'm with you. There's just certain teams that Alabama mentally owns, and Arkansas is one right. of them. I yeah. think the Bryce Young Heisman campaign is well underway, but a lot of people feel like it's just by default. But I feel like against a top 20 team or top 21 team in Arkansas, a chance to clinch the West, he could have a quote-unquote Heisman game where he throws for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. True. So give yeah. me Alabama. This one, huge for Cincinnati because I feel like they have to win it by a significant margin just to give themselves a chance. SMU at number five, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, a 10.5-point favorite at home. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm going with SMU. Uh, no, that's why Whoa. I messed it up. <laughs> Maybe I should. Maybe yeah. that's what I mean. That's why I'm going with Cincinnati. Um, I, I know they've kind of, in the middle of their, their schedule, they've kind of toyed around a little bit and have, have kept it close with too many teams. I think they get back on track and start looking like the Cincinnati that we saw earlier in the year that we saw against Notre Dame where they, they really dominated that football game. Uh, give, give me Cincinnati uh, by, by 14, 15 points over SMU. All right, I see the pick on this one. Quick over in the fun belt, App State, 8-2 and two overall at 5-5. Five and five. Troy, Troy fighting for a bowl game there. App State coming to town as a 10-point favorite. Yeah, now a really good football team. I'm going to go with App. I'm taking App State as well. I think Troy's got to fight for that one at the end of the season. Over in Statesboro, it's already sold out. If you want a ticket, you have to go up there and fight somebody for it. Number 14, BYU coming to town. Apparently, Blooper coming to town as well. World Series champion Blooper coming that? to town. BYU, a 20-point favorite at Georgia Southern. 
Not almost. I, I don't know. I'm still going to go with BYU. I'll go with BYU too. Yeah, I think BYU wins this game pretty handily. It'll be a cool game. You already have the new coach, Clay Helton, uh, telling people to get out there and support it. It's a sold-out football game. Paulson, packing Paulson's awesome, and it, and it is, a, yeah. is a different atmosphere. Georgia Southern's just not a very good football team right now. Uh, I, I think BYU covers, and they cover by a lot. All right, speaking of teams that are fighting for bowl eligibility, Florida, <laughs> a nine-point favorite at yeah. Mizzou, a win for either one of those teams will give them bowl eligibility. About this three, four weeks ago, this would have been like a 20, 25-point yeah. spread. Uh, but I'll still go with Florida. I, I just Mizzou just doesn't have enough to, to keep it close with them. I'm taking Missouri. Really? They're a weird football team, yeah. but they have some really talented players, and I think Florida's just given up. That, that is a broken team. Yeah. I mean, I've, and I've said and you have it. To go, and you yeah. have to go play a night game at Missouri. Can be tough. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm, Good taking, atmosphere. I'm taking Mizzou in this one. All right, and finally, Auburn. Seven and a half point favorites at South Carolina. Auburn's already clinched bowl eligibility. They have some different goals in mind, though. Uh, South Carolina, on the other hand, five and five. Fighting for bowl eligibility. Bo Nix not playing in this game, so it will be a battle of backups. Then again, I mean, can you even call Mr. Brown at South Carolina a backup? At not this after point? you hang 40 on Florida. He's playing so well. No, I I, uh, I actually put it in the picks. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to flip my pick. I'm going to go with South Carolina to cover, maybe not win outright, but uh, with, with Finley coming in the ball game, like you said, not looking great when he took over yeah. and, and hasn't really looked great when he's been the leader of that, that offense there for, for Auburn. Uh, give me South Carolina. Night game at Williams-Brice. Over a touchdown favorite coming in. Ooh. I think South Carolina wins this football game. Wins it outright. Yeah, I think I think they win this football game. I think they get bowl eligibility. All right. I think Auburn is 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 going to suffer without uh, Bo Nix. As, yeah. as weird and as, as just volatile as he is at the quarterback position, he can make some plays that TJ Finley just can't. Yeah. And I think South Carolina is going to be fired up. That stadium, you are not going to see a more packed-out stadium for a 5-5 five and five football team <laughs> than Williams-Brice is going to be coming up on Saturday night. Probably two weeks in a row, because then they have Clemson the week after that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an awesome football game. Maybe one of the games of the day. Uh, it's going to come down to the running backs, in my opinion. you got Kevin Harris going up against the tank Bigsby. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the best names for a running back yeah. ever. So you got you have two loads at running back going head-to-head. This is going to be a really fun game. I just think South Carolina pulls it out because that energy at Williams-Brice is going to be absolutely nuts. we got to take a quick break here. We'll come back with more right here on Second Down. Some uh, breaking news. Hey. I'll try that again. Some breaking news. There it is. Whoa. That was, hey. uh, that was yeah, a little dead there on that uh, intro. Uh, apparently, LSU, according to Matt Jones, KY Sports Radio on Twitter, very reliable when it comes to Kentucky news. A very good LSU source just saw Matt Jones' report and told him that the list for LSU right now sits at Jimbo Fisher, number one, Bill O'Brien, number two, and Mark Stoops. How about that? And apparently a third party for LSU has reached out to Mark Stoops about possibly taking over the open vacancy there at LSU. That pretty out of left field hire there. If they were to make it happen, I'm not saying it's a bad hire. Mark Stoops has done an unbelievable job with Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's 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 still interesting. That's still interesting for sure. Um, like Link, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Then Lincoln Riley not listed on there whatsoever. Lincoln for all Riley the, uh, not listed. The Lincoln Riley stands out there. Yeah, 
I don't know. That that's interesting. Um, then again, you you might get back to the the defensive prowess there, more of a defensive minded head coach in Mark Stoops, and, and just kind of look at the history of what he's done, and of course matches up very well with the tradition of having a very strong LSU defense. Then again, you look at the complete other flip side of that, and you have Bill O'Brien being offered That's offensive nuts coordinator. To me, man. <laughs> well, a very offensive-minded coach, more of a, of course, NFL-style type of guy. I don't know. Very interesting. Yeah, like not even a wide range to me there. Not even a full season so far in the Knicks' Saban car wash. You're already ready to give him the LSU job. Come on. Like I'm not saying you. I'm just saying people yeah, out no, there. I'm like Bill O'Brien. I think that'd be an atrocious hire. One that we're looking at for years from now and saying what what was LSU doing three and out coming up next guys gonna break down the Falcons game talk some college football as well and then high school football coming your way in Savannah after three and out for PJ Zuko I am Christian Gokel hope everyone has a great weekend enjoy the college football we'll talk to everybody on Monday